0: Welcome to the Broken Pie Chart podcast, episode 66. I'm your host, Derek Moore, and this week we're going to answer the question, what is a zombie company? What are zombie companies? What does it mean to be one with regards to interest and debt? Why are they potentially bad for the economy? And what are some of the ways you sort of can look at different companies and see whether or not they are... Zombies or not. Uh, by the way, before we start, I think last week I said it was episode 66. It was actually episode 65. It's correctly listed in the uh, in the annals, uh, should we say, at, at various podcasting locations. But uh, uh, certainly, this is episode 66. Also, want to mention it's interesting uh, seeing the amount of people listening from around the world. I've seen people India, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand. So. Always interested to see how far the reach of this show gets, and thank you for listening. All right. So what are zombie companies? Now, zombie companies, they sort of got their name uh, originally from Japan, and Japan had kind of a lost decade in, you know, um, really it's, I guess, you know, end of the 80s, uh, kind of uh, 90s. And it, it came out of, uh, there was a little bit of a collapse in you know, Japanese assets. Uh, but banks, what they would do is they would continue to sort of, quote, quote unquote, support firms um, that maybe could have gone under, could have gone bankrupt. But they continued to sort of issue them debt, continued to, to sort of refinance debt, and it sort of prolonged the life of these companies, when really, you know, in all rights, they might have gone bankrupt. So um, when we think about a zombie company, and I'll link to, I did an episode a long time ago about how to look at, you know, a balance sheet and earnings and some of the financial metrics. But a zombie company, there's there's kind of two different ways to look at it. One of the the more accepted terms is a zombie company or to be a zombie company, you essentially, you earn money, but that money can only pay for the interest that's owed on your debt. And so when we think about, um, it's something called the interest coverage ratio. And what does that mean? Well, if you take EBIT, E-B-I-T, which is interest before, I'm sorry, earnings before interest and in taxes, and you divide that by the interest owed you get a ratio. For example, let's say your earnings before interest and taxes is $10 million. And next, uh, or this past four quarters or past year, you owed a million dollars in interest payments. Well, you would have an interest coverage ratio of, of 10 or 10x. Uh, your net income is, is 10 times your interest cost. So I bring this up because generally zombie companies are ones that have had an interest coverage ratio less than one, uh, kind of a rolling three years, so last, last three years. And I'll try and link to the, the paper and, and another site that kind of goes through this a little bit more in depth. But why three years and not just one? Well, it, it could have been just something that happened in one year that caused, maybe there was some investment or some other things but the idea is that you've got this pattern over three years, where the interest that you owe is greater um, when you compare it to the earnings. So remember, you know, companies—the way that they raise capital, public companies—they can issue shares, and that's issuing stock. Uh, a lot of companies do that, maybe in an initial public offering. Once a company is a going concern and it's it's trading, they can do what's called a secondary offering. I think Tesla either announce the secondary, or they've done a secondary offering where you're issuing more shares. Of course, when you create more shares, you, in theory, dilute the existing shareholders. But that's a way that you would you know, raise capital. And of course, if you, if you uh, issue new shares, um, exclusive of, you know, if you don't pay a dividend, you don't have, you don't have um, you know, ongoing, let's say, cost. Uh, if you pay a dividend, obviously, you'd, you'd pay the dividend per share. But the other way is the companies raised capital is they issue debt. They issue bonds. So a bond is simply, if you buy a corporation's bond, you're essentially loaning them money. And for the, the privilege of doing so, you receive you know, interest payments twice a year. So companies that issue debt, they have to pay interest. Uh, so they have an annual interest cost. And then at the end of that term, let's say it's a 10-year bond. In theory, they have to pay back the principal. And they have to pay that interest all those years, or at the end of the term, they can say, "Well, we'll issue new bonds for every many years in the future, and we'll use that money to pay off the old bonds." And that's called refinancing the debt. So so to give you know w- one way that this sort of equates, if you were to think about, you know, sometimes companies, when you think about a, a corporation, it's not quite as clear, but when you think about an individual, so imagine that you have someone. Who has credit card debt? And you know credit cards and and anyone who has a credit card, if you don't pay off your balance in full, they're actually required now to show you on the statement. They'll say, well, if you only pay the minimum, it will take you you know thirty seven years to pay off uh, this balance. But imagine you took a look and you said, um, somebody's salary before you know, so your gross salary before you pay taxes." And let's say you looked at the ratio between your salary and your interest payments. So imagine if you make $50,000 US in a year, and you have $10,000 in credit card interest that you'll pay. Um, So you would have a ratio of 5 to 1, or or a 5x interest coverage ratio. Now, I know we're sort of isolating just credit card payments. What about mortgage payments and everything like that? But I bring this up because you can see that, let's say that your salary is $50,000, but you owe $50,000 a year just in interest, just in interest, and you can kind of see some of the challenges for that. And one of the challenges is you never really touch the principal balance, meaning you know, basically everything that you are you bringing home in that salary example is going to be owed to pay off the interest payments on that debt because you you don't have, you know, your your salary is not greater than one times the interest payments, and I know we're just doing this in a vacuum, you know, all else equal, and it never is, um, you're not paying down the, the principal. So all you're doing is you're paying in the interest. And at some point, um, you know, if you are making less and you can't even cover all your interest payments, what do you most likely have to do? We well, have to go out and get more debt, maybe, you know, get another- credit card, you have to do a balance transfer, maybe you have to, you know, take a loan somewhere else. Um, so you kind of see how this can start to be problematic. Um, but the other thing, though, is, and just like with corporations, individuals, you know, imagine if, if your one times your uh, interest cost, so your interest coverage ratio is one time, not only do you not touch the principal balance, but you can't make investments. There's no money left over to make investments. Uh, you can't fix things on your house. So maybe there's something that needs repair. And you're like, uh, you know, I can't really afford that because I got to use all my money to pay my interest. And so you, that individual will be stuck in in this endless cycle or circle. With corporations, it's kind of the same thing. The, the danger for zombie companies uh, are ones that, you know, they can't expand, they can't upgrade their facilities, their equipment. Um, They can't really get, you know, part of the way a company grows is it it reinvest, uh, it pays out a percentage of the net income in in dividends, it pays out, you know, maybe it does stock buybacks, which is a quasi-dividend, but it also uses some of the money to reinvest. And there's something called ROE, return on on equity or or return on, um, you know, investment, invested capital, ROIC. And that's what is the return for the executives and the management team when they reinvest money back in the business? What's the return? Well, if you don't have money to reinvest back in the business, you're, you know, you're not really able to grow the business. And so you kind of start to see how this is a, a problem. Um, the other way that somebody kind of sometimes looks at whether a company is a zombie company, so one is just looking at net income and then looking at, the interest payments and seeing what the coverage ratio is you know do you have only enough money to pay the interest on the debt or do you have actually money to invest and of course if you you know if you're less than one um, you know then at some point you probably have to go to the capital markets again and, and get more money you have to work with banks so that, that's kind of an issue another way to look at this too is you kind of see, It's the old assets and and liabilities. So let's say if you looked at, and and in this approach, you might go and say, okay, if I took a a look at all of the assets and then I took a look at the debt, like what is my net worth, right? Like a net worth for an individual would be add up all the stuff that you own and is worth something. What What are all the things that you owe? And the difference is that's your net worth. And so if your house is worth $500,000 and you owe $400,000 on it, well, then you have a positive $100,000 know, net equity in that home, right? Plus your bank accounts, plus any investments, minus you know, anything you owe, right? So if you take a look and you look at a co- corporation, and by the way, if you want to do this, there's any number of, you know, Yahoo Finance has this, you can look at a company's balance sheet. MarketWatch has this, but you would go in, you would take a look at, uh, for example, w- what do they have, you know, cash-wise on their on their balance sheet? So they have actual cash. Are their accounts receivable? So that's where um, they've sold something, and, and another business owes within a certain amount of time. You know, you've built somebody, and then that money is supposedly coming back in. Short-term investments, uh, you know, any other assets. Inventory, so inventory is something that has yet to be sold but but you know could could be sold and then you take a look at you know things like longer term investments longer term assets, and um, the percentage that you should use there probably isn't a hundred percent but um, some percentage of that and then you you look at the other side and you look at the debt or you look at you know the liabilities and there it's um, things that You know, like accounts payable, stuff that you owe, your short-term debt, your you know other short-term liabilities, those types of things. Um, And so you sort of net that out. And so let's say you looked at all the the assets and all the liabilities over the you know the short term, for example, and you say, well, I actually owe more than I I have, so you have a negative net worth, and then the other way to do this is say, you know, let's say you've got, you know, negative 200 million dollars when you do that and your you know, net income is 20 million. So, you know, in, in theory what happens is um, and let's say that 20 million was last quarter, it would take um, you know, 10 quarters to to theoretically pay down that debt if you didn't do anything else on it. Okay, so that's just another way of looking at it, as opposed to just that interest coverage ratio. And you can look at this on companies, and it's it's sort of the idea that these companies have, you know, really no equity because they've um, they've got all the stuff that they owe versus what they um, versus what they own. Okay, so begs the question: a couple things. What? Why does this happen? Like, how is it that? Um, and I think one of the pieces that I read. Something like 10% of companies are considered zombie companies in the US, maybe less in Europe, maybe more in China. But how has this happened? Well, one of the reasons why is you know, interest rates have continued to go lower ever since they crested and, and reached sort of a high in March of 1981. And so this continued march downward on interest rates meant that interest costs, in theory, uh, have gone down. And of course, a company that used to be AAA-rated is now junk status, You know, maybe triple C. Um, their, their interest costs are going to be higher on a relative basis to a higher-rated company. But of course, um, even if you just looked at, let's say, the junk bond area, um, companies that are lower than investment grade, their financing costs have continued to go down since the early 1980s. And so part of this is the Fed keeping interest rates really, really low. Um, you have interest rates going down over the last 30, 35 years or so. And so what that means is the the cost of capital, at least on the debt side, or the interest that companies will have to pay on the debt um, is going down. I mean, think about it this way. If interest rates were 10% and you borrow a million dollars, your interest cost in a year, in theory, is you know, $100,000. But if- uh, the rate goes down to five percent. Well, now it's not a hundred thousand dollars, it's it's fifty thousand dollars. So in theory, you could take two million dollars out in debt at a five percent rate, and it's the same as a million dollars at 10%. And so the rates have been going down. Um, the other thing is, is is corporations have issued bonds. You know, if it's 10, 15 year bonds and then interest rates go down, in theory, all else equal and it never is, right? But uh, you know, assuming there's been not a great change in the, in the credit rating uh, of the company, when they go to refinance those bonds, uh, they issue new ones, and they can theoretically issue new ones at a lower rate. Um, the other thing that they might be able to do is call in bonds and issue ones at a lower rate. And so they've been able to refinance. They've been issue, able to issue more debt. As interest rates have remained low, it's certainly been a good environment for them. What are the risks here, though? And then we'll kind of get to the long term consequences of this. So, one of the main risks is um, well, a couple. Interest rates could go higher. So, if interest rates went higher, obviously the, the financing costs on debt will go higher. Um, and so, you know, your interest coverage ratio would decline if your interest went up, assuming you didn't make any more money. Um, the economy could go down. So, let's say even if your interest costs stayed constant, but your earnings dropped because uh, some sort of an economic thing or whatever business you're in, uh, that can certainly be be detrimental. And you know your your ability to refinance. And so you know March of uh, this year, we saw some some dislocation in the debt markets and things like that. But part of the the idea is you know these companies don't they can't when bonds come due in theory they don't have the money to just. Remember, you, you pay back the, the principal of maturity as long as you don't default, uh, but they may not have that much money on hand, so they have to reissue new bonds. They have to kind of keep the old bonds come due, they issue new bonds, use that money to pay off the old bonds, and round and round it goes, right? So that's one of the risks, um, certainly. And then we think about the long-term consequences of of companies that are zombie companies, so I hope the you know the example of of someone who makes only enough to pay the interest on their credit card, um, you can kind of see it. It's they'll, they'll never really chip down the principal. They they can't make investment. Um, you know they can't upgrade things, right? But from an economic standpoint, there there's some negative consequences. And so with economics, you think about resources. Are considered scarce. There's only so much human capital, you know, people who can do stuff. There's only so much land. There's only so many, you know, certain commodities, um, things like that. And so, one of the the consequences is if you've got zombie companies and capital that is going to zombie companies to help prop them up and just kind of extend their lifespan, but they're they're sort of treading water a little bit. You know, maybe that capital would be better spent on, on more of a, you know, a company that's a, in better shape, it's able to grow, it's able to expand, it's able to address the market a little bit better. Um, the other thing, too, is the, from the human capital standpoint, uh, people. So maybe there's talented executives, managers, workers, anybody at, at a zombie company. And you know, if all they're doing is they're bringing in uh, enough net income to pay the interest, you know, they're not able to do projects that maybe they have great ideas, but they can't uh, execute on those. And their talents will be better off at, at somewhere else. Uh, but zombie companies are sapping are you know, resources. And then the other thing that, that economists point to is the idea of uh, sort of lower productivity. And these companies are less productive. Um, and so some argue that these companies should, um, should go away. Um, or should you know consolidate, should sell off to uh, other suitors, uh, maybe not have the banks continue to finance them? Um, there's a lot of debate about that. But the idea that you have these companies that might not be productive um, now is it impossible for a company to come back from the brink? Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, I think a lot of people point to Apple. I remember watching the Steve Jobs uh, multiple documentaries and movies. And the idea that um, Apple at one point, I think, was, was sort of on the ropes. And, and Apple now enjoys uh, really high gross and net margins. And they've done so for quite a number of years. But it's just kind of one of those things when, when you look at these, and I think you're going to start to hear a little more about zombie companies. And the reason being is, you know, we're going to go through a period where Earnings are going to be challenged for some companies. So, with uh, with you know the forced shutdown of businesses and the economy due to coronavirus, uh, if net income is threatened uh, in some of these industries, and if there's still debt, this could be sort of an interesting time to to take a look at some of this stuff. Whether or not um, they can continue uh, to make the interest payments, to other companies see their interest coverage ratios drop? Or will we see, you know, new investment come into companies and, you know, keep them going when otherwise they would have went into bankruptcy? And so I think you will start to hear a little bit more about these zombie companies. Uh, I will link to a lot of stuff in the the show notes. And, uh, you know, hopefully this sort of explains things. Remember, you're looking at, go ahead, look at MarketWatch, look at Yahoo Finance, pull up a company and look at the... Uh, earnings before interest and taxes, or EBIT, and use that number and divide it by their their interest cost and look back, you know, three years or so, so it's not just an aberration, um, and see what the interest coverage ratio is, and then go ahead and look on on the balance sheet, look at the the assets and the liabilities, and take a look, uh, especially at the short term stuff, you know, short term debt, short term investments, those types of things, and see whether your assets minus your liability, are they positive or negative? In other words, do you have a positive net worth or a negative net worth? And that's going to tell you a lot about these companies. So uh, hopefully that helped you out, understand that. Uh, as I always say, don't waste time reading and reviewing. Go ahead and share this podcast with somebody. I appreciate everyone who's done that. The uh, the listener, the uh, the viewership, viewership, listenership uh, continues to rise. And I'm, and I'm always thrilled and uh, interested to see what parts of the world people are listening from. And uh, I will, of course, put some links in there. And remember, keep the, uh, the comments coming. Keep the suggestions coming. You can go to razorwealth.com. Contact me if you have an idea that you want me to cover, or just uh, comments or questions from the episodes. By all means, uh, reach out. Love to hear from you. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next week.